HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short form podcast of YA talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Erica Ezefeti. Today I wanted to talk about a genre typically found in manga and anime, but also more these days outside of it, and that is the magical girl genre. Now, it is kind of what it sounds like, but it's also like maybe kind of not, just a little. You'll see once I get more into it. But before I do, I wanted to let y'all know that we are bringing paperbacks. So whether you hate carrying around bulky hardcovers, you're on a budget, you want a wider range of recommendations or all of the above, you can now get a paperback subscription from TBR curated just for you by one of our bibliologists. You can also gift it because hello, the holidays are in like 2.5 seconds. Get all the details at mytbr.co. Again, that's mytbr.co. Let's hear from our sponsor real quick and then we'll get right into Magical Girls. Today's episode is brought to you by Entangled Publishing's Red Tower Books, publisher of the smash hit Fourth Wing. You'll only cross these blades once in a page-turning new tale of revenge strategy and so many lies. Best-selling Red Tower Books is releasing its next year's will read that will capture your imagination and keep you guessing until the end. May Corlin's Five Broken Blades tells an intricate high-stakes tale of five total strangers united in a plot that will test their strength, wits, and courage. Each has their reasons, all have secrets. But while it's easy to portray a stranger, it's not so simple to stab a friend or a lover, okay, in the back. Now these five blades must choose between vengeance and one another. Pick up five broken blades by Mae Corlin for a thrilling, adventurous tale filled with risk, romance, adventure, and oh, so many lies. The relationships in it are complex and nuanced and involve everything from friends to enemies found in biological family and lovers and more. Thanks again to Entangled Publishing's Red Tower Books, publishers of the smash hit Fourth Wing for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page-turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. So magical girls, if you're unfamiliar with the genre, it is, like I said, kind of what it sounds like, but with a few conventions that are particular to it, though not exclusive to it. It's essentially a genre that centers stories around young, everyday girls who have some magical ability bestowed upon them. Sometimes they're born with it also. Like I said, there's, it's, it's kind of shaky, a little nebulous at times. So their magical ability, they use it to fight evil. Some people might say that for a story to truly fall under the magical girl umbrella, 
the girl would have to undergo some transformation into her magical alter ego. But not everyone agrees on that front. But the magical transformations are super fun. So <laughs> I like I love them when I see them. They're they're mad extra and it's very fun and they always turn into well when they do have transformations they turn into um, this very fabulous alter ego. So the genre comes out of Japan, obviously, because manga, anime, all that good stuff. But it, interestingly enough, got its start through a couple different things. One was through legendary manga artist Osamu Tezuka, his Princess Knight manga. And Princess Knight was so revolutionary because it portrayed girls as superheroes. Um, then there was the influence of, believe it or not, the American show Bewitched, which I... I stand Bewitched. Like, Bewitched was such a big part of my childhood. I haven't watched it in years, but I, I know everything about that little nose twitch. So the story considered to truly be the first magical girl story is Himetsu no Akochan, which is about main character Kagami Atsuko, who is an ordinary girl who is given powers that she can access through a magical compact that allows her to transform into her powerful alter ego. There's also Sally the Witch by Mitsuteru Yokoyama about a young witch who is in much the same situation as bewitched Samantha Stevens in that she tries her best to appear to be a regular girl despite her powers. Book Riot writer Emily Martin wrote up an excellent history on the genre, which I will link in the show notes and I recommend. Um, a couple of magical girl manga slash shows that Emily mentioned in her article are ones that have, again, greatly influenced me as a child. I remember being super young and watching Sailor Moon and absolutely loving it. Sailor Moon is probably the most well-known magical girl in the United States. And for this episode, I decided to finally read the manga. It's interesting because we see early on that main character, Usagi, Sailor Moon herself, is not a perfect person. She's actually doing really poorly in school and is a little goofy. I laugh because she's just like, it's a really cute little manga and it's real goofy and fun. I point this out because I feel like sometimes heroes are made to be these like perfect people. Not always. And certainly there has been a recent shift within the last decade or so to show the darker side of people and, you know, more morally gray characters and things like that. But when this manga originally came out, that wasn't really the case. Now, don't get me wrong, Usagi doesn't really have a dark side like that that I know of. I haven't read the entire series. She's just obviously flawed is what I mean to say. So anyway, the story opens up with her tripping over a black cat who looks like all beat up and she takes the bandages off its head to reveal a crescent shaped spot. Later, we find out this cat's name is Luna and she's been looking everywhere for Usagi in order to give her this magical brooch that will allow her to fight crime that the police can't handle. And so again, the story is really adorable. And I feel like I may have to rewatch the show to really get all that good nostalgia in. I want to invite y'all to let me know if like hearing about the Sailor Moon reawakens something in you. Because I'm like, just looking at the manga, I'm like, oh my god, I have not seen this show in probably decades at this point. But I still remember it so fondly. Another popular show stateside was Cardcaptor Sakura, which I remember also loving as a kid. Although I watched Sailor Moon when I was younger, when I was watching Cardcaptor Sakura, so I have more concrete memories of Cardcaptor Sakura. Um, the manga was written by Clamp, an all-female Japanese manga artist group. It followed fourth grader Sakura, who had to recapture magical cloud cards, which escaped from an enchanted book called The Cloud. 
I lived for this show, let me tell you. So if you like to get in on some magical girl stories, I have a few other books for you to check out. There's Alice 19th by Yu Watasi, which is about high school girl Alice, whose life gets changed forever when she stumbles upon a magical white rabbit. There's Little Witch Academia by Yo Yoshinari, Chirker, and Kaisuke Sato about a young girl who dreams of being a witch and gets accepted into the same school as her idol. Thing is, she comes from a non-magical family, so things are stacked against her. There's also Hurricane Heels by Isabel Yap, where five regular girls get enlisted by a goddess to protect the world from evil. Now, Hurricane Hills is technically out of print. I found that out later when I tried to link to it, but it sounded like a really cool story and I wanted to include it. Um, it can be found in a collection of stories by Isabel Yap titled Never Have I Ever, and I'll put that in the show notes. The collection of stories is not YA, but if you were curious about this story, you could read it there. And there are also books that look at the magical girl genre in interesting ways. Like they look at how the genre handles gender and kind of play with that in, again, interesting, intriguing ways to kind of turn gender on its head and stuff like that. If you, you know, by listening this far, you know that the genre was important for feminism and um, gender equality and just seeing girls in a different, more empowered light. So a great example of a book that turns the genre on its head a bit in an interesting and cool way is Magical Boy by The Cow. It's about high schooler Max who has been chosen to be a magical girl, but he is actually a trans boy. So definitely pick that up. And yeah, that's all I have to say about magical girls for now. I love to hear your thoughts on what you think of the genre. Do you think you want to pick up books within the genre? Have you read books within the genre, manga and otherwise? What do you think of them? What recommendations would you have for me? So shout it out. Let me know. Holler at your girl. And thanks so much for tuning in today. And thanks for our sponsor for making the day show possible. You can follow me on Twitter at Erica underscore EZE underscore, well, I guess X, the app formerly known as Twitter, excuse me. Big shout out to Jen Zink, our audio editor, for making me sound great. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week on the main podcast where I will be joined by Tears of Price. Until next week, happy reading. Bye.